Welcome to the debut episode of the Daily Thunder Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Rabar, beat writer for DailyThunder.com. Every week, we will have two different guests, ranging from national sports writers and local reporters to OKC celebrities and Thunder staff and players. Our featured guest this week is Tyler Parker, former writer for Daily Thunder and currently a featured writer for The Ringer. We'll also be joined by Daily Thunder senior writer, Olivia Punchall. In this inaugural episode, we're going to discuss Chris Paul's surprising play, tanking versus pushing for the playoffs, what Thunder players may or may not get traded, and I'm also going to open up the Twitter mailbag and answer our readers' Thunder questions. And we're going to have a basketball and pop culture trivia battle between Olivia and our producer, Rachel Jamison. Thank you for listening to the premiere episode of the Daily Thunder Podcast. So I am excited about the debut premiere episode of the Daily Thunder podcast. And to kick off this podcast, we thought that we would go old school and bring back a Daily Thunder writer from the past. So I'm introducing Tyler Parker. How are you doing today, man? What's up, Brandon? I'm doing good, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So this is the debut. Yeah, no pressure, man. Yeah. Man, dude. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> so let's let's talk Thunder basketball. I do want your takes. Chris Paul, let's talk about him first because he just led OKC at the time of this recording to their all-time biggest comeback in franchise history. We're down 26 points against the Bulls. He just went in fuego. He was on fire. Are you surprised how well he's playing this season? I think when you look at his numbers, his efficiency and all those things this season, how he's making the team better. Is this guy still a top 25 player? Yeah, I mean, if he's not top 25, he's certainly right there, like near it. I mean, like I, what he had, like he hit five threes in the fourth last night. He had like 10 points in the final, like four minutes and 10 seconds, I think I saw. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been surprised at his ability to keep guys engaged offensively as much as I loved Russ I think that was something that he kind of struggled with. He had a hard time keeping guys kind of um, feel like they were a part of the offense to, I guess, speak kindly. But uh, Paul's ability to get bigs, different shots. Um, I mean, he's so, he, since Adams has kind of come back from whatever funk he was in at the beginning of the year, they're having better and better chemistry in the pick and roll. Him and Noel last night, especially in the second half, were just like kind of incredible at times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've been pleasantly surprised. I, I, I wasn't watching a ton of Rockets games last year, to be honest with you, just cause right. they kind of drive you crazy. A- annoy me. Yep, um, same. Uh, but I, I didn't know he had this much left in the tank. I saw, I guess Mahoney Rob had, uh, in the preseason for the like Sports Illustrated's, you know, top 100 players or whatever, I think they had Chris Paul 21. Other dudes, you know, have made leaps. You've got like Luca and Brad Beal and guys like that who have kind of taken a step forward. Devin Booker, um, you know, it's, it, would I put Chris Paul up there with with you know Luca and Brad Beal right now? Probably not. But when he's playing like that, his highs can still be very very high. He's got right. a lower floor now. But like when he's got everything working like he did in the fourth, it really was 
something to see just because he just he kept getting those switches that he liked with marketing on him and he just torched him. It was great. Yeah, it's it's been amazing for me to see, too. I'm going to echo a lot of the things that you said as far as I didn't watch him as much the last couple of years when he was with the Rockets as I did when he was with the Clippers or, of course, the Hornets. But so I've been surprised and I do wonder how much of the Thunders, it's going to sound funny to say success when they're 12 and 14, but I think that they've exceeded all expectations. I right. think that they've been better than anybody thought they were going to be, especially when you look at their schedule. It's been absolutely brutal. Most of the losses have been one to four points against, you know, upper echelon teams. Now, speaking of how well they've been performing and the the talent that's on this team, when you talk about Chris Paul and SGA, what are you? Are you team tank or team win? I'll call it team win. I, I hesitate because this is a touchy subject for a lot of Thunder fans because the the people that are on team tank are hardcore team tank and the yeah. people that are on team win are hardcore team win um and i got to be honest i'm pretty wishy-washy myself i've i've been on team tank and but when i watch this team they're a lot of fun and it's hard not to root for them to win when you're watching them so i kind of go back and forth i lean team tank but when i watch a win i i i lose all credibility cuz i i want them to win what are you I, I mean, I know exactly what you mean, because that's kind of how I am. That, that seems like the most sort of logical way to be. Like, it, it, you know, I mean, it's all the stuff every Thunder fan has heard a million times and knows in their sleep. We're never going to get a marquee free agent that's like a, a league balance shifter. It, they're, they're never going to come to Oklahoma City in free agency. We're never going to get right. a guy like that. Right. We'll either get a guy like that in a trade maybe, or right. we'll get him through the draft. That that just seems sort of so obvious to me that because of that, you know, I want as many picks as possible, and I want our picks to have a lot of value. I mean, I would be lying if whenever Ferguson hit that three in the corner last night, you know, I wasn't going – ballistic like i was stoked i right you know it's 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 not it doesn't make sense as a fan to be like oh man we made another one right you know, yeah. like that, that's <laughs> that's like foolish and i don't think anybody even i don't think even the most like hardcore tankers like i think just operating as a human being you know watching a sporting event that you do ultimately care about i don't think i could ever see myself like you know standing up and clapping for the Thunder losing. It right. has made this season, like you were saying earlier, just kind of like weirdly enjoyable. I mean, basically from really 2011 on, or at least the back half of 2011 on, the Thunder have had pretty bonkers expectations and a very divisive team that always caused a lot of discussion among fans around the league and national media about like, well, are they playing the right way? That sort of thing. There was always something to get worked up about. I felt like right. you were a Thunder fan and yep. the, you, you had a lot invested, like, man, we got to win one to try to prove all these people wrong. You know what I mean? Now that Russ is gone and that era is over, I find myself just way more kind of comfortable with whatever happens happens right now. Mm -hmm. um, in a couple of years, if we're still kind of just treading water, then, you know, I'll probably be shouting tank in earnest. But right now it's kind of 
it's not having your cake and eating it too, but if they win, great, they won. And if they don't, oh, well, that, that's, that helps our draft position. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's like, right. it's, it's I, I, I find myself at a very kind of, I would love to slip into the eight seed. That would be great. And, you know, maybe steal one or two off the Lakers. That would be awesome. I might be dreaming when I say that, but <laughs> that, that, that would be awesome. But yeah, by and large, if I if somebody was like you have to choose a jersey color, I would be on Team Tank. But I have no problem with people that are like it's more fun to win. You sound exactly those thoughts are mine exactly. Uh, my only disagreement would be I want to get into that seven seed if we were to make the playoffs and play the Clippers in the first round, just for the drama with with Paul George and then Shea and Chris Paul and and Gallo playing their former team. That would be a lot of fun to see that matchup now. So the December 15th date has passed now, or a few days past that. What Thunder players do you predict will be traded and what kind of return will they get? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm the worst person in the world to ask this question because I I, ha- I have no people, no sources, and I'm not very smart. But um, <laughs> I've said this joke before, but were you, were you uh, one of us deeply interesting people that watched The Office? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All-time okay. favorite. Yes, absolutely. So remember in the uh, the like the Christmas episode in like season two when they're playing like they were calling it like Michael wanted to call it Yankee Swap or, you know, whatever that, you know, they were like the, the present exchange, like, you know, White Elephant or yep. Nasty yep. Christmas, whatever they called it. And he got Phyllis's oven mitt and he was furious, but he yes. was trying to get people to take it from him. And so he would yeah. like be like holding it up and be like, wow, look at the incredible craftsmanship <laughs> that that is what I imagine. <laughs> Presty is doing on the phone <laughs> after like Chris Paul goes nuts last night. I imagine he's just like whatever group chat all the GMs have together. He is like, did you look at the just premium ingredients right here? You know, like anytime Schroeder goes nuts, I just picture him like, you know, sort of dangling Schroeder around his face, just being like, man, look at this, this is beautiful. Wow. Dude, you just compared Dennis Schroeder to Phyllis's oven mitt. Look, man. Uh, I, I had I, a, I had another question for you, but I don't <laughs> think that we can top this. So we're gonna, <laughs> we're going to end on that high note because I don't okay, think that cool. anything that we say moving forward would be better than that. <laughs> I'm with you. He's never going to have more value than he does right now. So yeah. if you're going to trade him right now, it's the time to trade him. Absolutely. <laughs> Just, now every time I see him, I'm going to see him like as this little oven mitt running up and down the court, putting up 30 shots a game. Tyler, thank you so much for being on, man. Dude, no no problem, man. Thanks for thanks for having me. Love love Daily Thunder and excited for the, uh, the new chapter. And uh, yeah, um, great to talk to you. Awesome. Thank you, man. And stay tuned. On the way, Olivia Punchall from Daily Thunder will be joining us next. It is now time for the Daily Thunder Podcast mailbag. I'm excited about this. We got questions on Twitter. And if we use your questions that you send us on Twitter, you will be entered into a drawing for future Thunder tickets given away by the Daily Thunder Podcast. So without further ado, let's just jump into the mailbag, open up these questions. And uh, Rachel Jameson, our producer, is going to uh, give me the holiday assist on this one. Coming in hot with the holiday assist. Frederico from Buenos Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Uh, he wants to know about 
this podcast? Are we parting ways with Down to Dunk? Or are we just another podcast in the Daily Thunder family, Brandon? Well, Frederico, that is a very bueno question. That means good, Rachel. Okay, so, no, in all seriousness, Down to Dunk is going to remain on dailythunder.com. Uh, I would never want to remove them, and I know that Cray and John, the uh, the owners of dailythunder.com, don't want to see that show go anywhere either. Uh, side note, uh, Andrew, who runs Down to Dunk, is a really nice guy. Now that I'm a credentialed media member, I get to hobnob with the uh, bigwigs of Oklahoma City media. And uh, I got to say, Andrew is one of the nicer guys. He's one of the ni- They're all nice. But, you know, if you're going to tier them, I'd put Andrew up towards the top tier of, of nice guys that I like talking to at the uh, media shindigs. If he was a jerk, then, yeah, his show would be gone. But we're going to keep it just because he's nice. As much as I like Andrew, nobody likes a name dropper, Brandon. (laughs) Okay, so follow-up question from Jerry Ramsey, TV's Jerry Ramsey, also from the franchise. Uh, He wants to know, do we really need another Thunder podcast, Brandon? (laughs) Also, he wants to know, when can he be on this Thunder podcast? (laughs) The answer to that, Jerry is no we absolutely do not need another thunder podcast honestly if you're listening to this right now you're probably wasting your time you could be listening to much better podcasts like uh dream team thunder after dark i don't know brady's podcast it's probably better than mine down to ducks definitely is so no this is a completely unnecessary podcast but i'm doing it anyways and i'd love to have you on asap jerry as a matter of fact i wish that i would have seen this question before the show you would have come on the premiere episode I just want to give a little shout out to TV's Jerry Ramsey, who I work with at Tyler Media. He works for the franchise, and I work for Magic 104.1. Rachel, I just want to say that, you know, everybody loves Jerry, but nobody loves a name dropper. (laughs) Okay. Chencho from Spain would like to know, do you think that Steven Adams could be a part of the Thunder's future? I'm pretty excited that we, first two out of three questions, we got somebody from Buenos Aires somebody from Spain, and then Jerry. Uh, uh, Yeah, I do. I honestly do think that Steven Adams could be a part of the future, but it's a big question mark. Honestly, it could go either way. Steven Adams is that perfect tweener where he he, he works for any team. And I think at the beginning of the season when he was injured and he was struggling, people wondered if if he was worth a contract and, oh my gosh, the Thunder can't trade him and he's not good anymore. What are they going to do? Here's the deal. He's young enough. He's only 26. He could stick around for the rebuild. He could be that Nick Collison guy that sticks around and becomes – he can set the culture, show the way, you know – Things have been established in OKC, and and he could be, you know, the next guy uh, who kind of helps that culture along. And I would imagine that his next contract would be more of a team-friendly one since this, if if you look at it, it's probably a hookup for Steven, this contract was. So he would probably hook up the Thunder, maybe, for his next contract. But at the same time, there's a lot of contenders, a lot of playoff teams who could use a big... And if the Thunder got the right deal, I don't think they'd just give him away. But if you got a first-round pick, maybe a young player, maybe both, or some sort of nice package, uh, Sam Presti would have to look long and hard at that. I don't think he wants to trade Steven Adams, but I think he would for the right deal. That breaks my heart, Brandon. 
Um, okay, so Mark Race would like to know if you agree that SGA's hot start got the fans' expectation up to an unreasonable level, and now he's regressing to the mean. Mark is not convinced that he's a number one guy for our future contender. I see where you're coming from, Mark, because his hot start was great. Like, everybody out of the gate. Like, if you look at my Twitter feed, those first 10 games, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm voting for all-star and MVP and most improved player and six-man of the year. I mean, everything. Give this guy everything. And, yeah, he's cooled down. But here's the deal. He proved it last year with the Clippers, not only in the regular season, but also in the playoffs against the Warriors. I think what we have to look at here is the Thunder are just sharing the wealth. And there's three point guards right now. They're sharing the ball so much. Schroeder is taking a ton of shots. Chris Paul has stepped up as of late. I think that it's just hard to know what his role is. Hard to know when to be aggressive and dominate the ball. Maybe sometimes he's trying to be too aggressive when he shouldn't be. And then sometimes maybe he's being too passive when he should look for a shot more. And it's a weird deal. Like, is he a shooting guard right now? Is he a point guard right now? I think it's hard to say. He's 21. It's his second year. He still shows all that promise he showed. It's just his role is kind of wacky right now. Let's see what happens when either Schroeder or Paul or both are gone and he's given the keys. Right now, it's like he's he's borrowing dad's car. Uh, but let's see what happens when he actually gets the keys to the car. Okay, last question from longtime Daily Thunder commenter, Stash Adams. I think he was also a former MPN guest, was he not? He was, yeah. What's up, Stash? Okay, Stash wants to know if the Thunder are one piece away from being a lottery team or one piece away from being a playoff contender. Both. I think that if you trade Chris Paul or Gallinari... Uh, the Thunder definitely lose a lot more games and go fall back to the lottery. They're in the seventh seed right now. But yeah, either one of those guys are gone. Or even Steven Adams. I think you trade Steven Adams. Uh, it's a lottery team. But I think that they're already a playoff contender. I mean, they're in seventh spot. The schedule's getting easier. The team's playing better and better. I think they're a playoff contender as constructed. Now, let's say that they got really aggressive and wanted to sell off, you know, some of their assets to get a really good player. For instance, Drew Holiday is supposedly on the block with the Pelicans. Now, obviously, he's kind of a point guard, but he can play shooting guard. Let's say that the Thunder made a move for him. If they added a Drew Holiday without giving up a crucial piece, obviously salary would have to go back, but you could give back some bad salary or some lesser salary, like, say, a Robertson and a God bless him, Schroeder. He's been playing so well, but Drew Holiday is still obviously a big upgrade. All of a sudden, you got a team that, you know, right now is a 7 or 8 seed. They could make some noise in the playoffs. Probably not going to rise above the 6 seed, but you get to the 6 seed, and you can, you can make a playoff series. You can make some upper teams a little afraid of you i'll say that thank you for the mailback questions you can send them in to dailythunder at gmail.com or you can tweet us at daily thunder thank you so much and now we have on the show daily thunder senior writer olivia punchall how are you doing olivia I'm great. Excited to be here. This is a, a big deal. The inaugural episode of the Daily Thunder podcast. Right. Like it's a it's getting the band back together from Mr. Presley's neighborhood. You were on the show a few times. We loved you as a guest. And now we're like colleagues. I'm the beat writer. You're the senior writer. I don't know which title is cooler because senior that word senior. 
I'm not gonna lie it's a pretty big deal <laughs> right yeah like beat what is beat exactly i don't even know yeah but you get to go to all the games so i don't know i think there's pros and cons to both <laughs> but i am excited to have you on the very first premiere episode of the show no pressure but we chose you over all the other people we could we could have chosen royce young we could have chosen a thunder player we're like no give me olivia I put my foot down. I'm so flattered. I hope I live up to the hype. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump in. Let's talk Thunder. What's your thoughts just overall, this Thunder team, 2019, 2020? What do you think? Oh, man, they're so much fun. And I think it's largely because this is the first time in a very long time that we as Thunder fans have had zero expectations for what this Thunder team needs to be. It's not like we need to make it to the Western Conference Finals, make the playoffs. It's kind of just like whatever happens, if it's better than like going 0-82, that's an improvement. And so I think because we have no expectations, it makes this team so much more fun to watch. And I think that the other thing I love about this team is they are scrappy. And I mean, they proved that last night, obviously, with the largest comeback in Thunder history. But I think that that's not just the first time that they've come back from a huge deficit or they've banded together in the fourth quarter to really seal a game. Um, so I love that about this team. And I kind of I really love the personalities of the players we have this season. I think it's a really fun, young bunch of players and I'm having a good time. I don't know if we're supposed to be winning or if we're supposed to be losing, but whatever <laughs> is happening, I'm enjoying it. So I guess that's good. I completely agree. It's just exciting. If they win, awesome. That's fun. That's not expected because we're not supposed to win. Yeah. And if we lose, hey, that's all good. Our draft pick gets that much better. So it's it's kind of like every game, no matter what happens, it's a good result. And these guys, like you said, they're just fun to watch. They're a fun, entertaining team. And every single game, besides maybe two games, has been entertaining, gone down to the last second. I'm really, really loving this team. Now, do you think as currently constructed – this OKC team makes the playoffs this season. Let's say no moves are made. Let's say Gallo stays, Schroeder stays, Adam stays. Do you think we make the playoffs? So I think that there are, you know, a couple of variables that would have to fall into place. Like other teams that are supposed to make the playoffs would have to fall out. So potentially maybe the Trailblazers could be one of them. They've been a little bit iffy. Utah, I think they might have recovered, but when we played Utah, they did not look like the playoff team that they were supposed to be or that I thought they would be after their offseason. So maybe some teams like that could fall out and that leaves a space for um, the Thunder. The Pelicans are much worse than I thought they were going to be. So that opens up space. And of course, the Warriors are a disaster. And so they're right. out of the playoff race. So I think there's definitely a possibility that there's going to be space for us to get that seventh or eighth seed. But then it comes back to, is that what we want? Like, of course, I would love to see us in the playoffs. It really sucks when the Thunder aren't in the playoffs. It makes the playoffs a lot less enjoyable to watch. But if we're thinking long-term here, I don't know if we should be in the playoffs. I don't know. I'm, I'm right. confused on this. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, don't think, I don't think anybody knows. When I talked to Tyre earlier, mm -hmm. it's, it's like – I've been tank, team tank as far as I want that draft pick because the way that you, you know, become a contender again, you need those elite guys. And the way you get that is getting a top five pick. So from the beginning of the season, I was like, I want a top five pick. It'll be fun right. to watch Jay grow. It'll be fun to watch Baisley grow. And it's cool to have Chris Paul around, Steven Adams, but I, I want a top five pick. But when you watch these games, 
the Thunder fan in me, I can't help but to root for these guys to win. So it's it's a really confusing time to be a Thunder fan as far as rooting for the team, but it's a fun time. And I do think the future is really bright. And like you said, there's a few teams below the Thunder right now with the Trailblazers, Spurs, and Timberwolves specifically that are wanting to be in the playoffs, the Suns as well, tied with the Kings right now for the seventh spot. So it depends, I think, on if those teams make a move up and if they try to get better or if they're like, hey, we're going to tank. You know, forget it. We're going to sell off. I know the the Pelicans are already talking about maybe selling off Drew Holiday. Right. That'll be absolutely awful. They'll be out of it. So I don't know. I, I'm the same way. I do think that as currently constructed, the team would make the playoffs. But you're right. Some things would have to happen. Now, trading is is a big topic, especially with the <laughs> December 15th date now passed. What are your thoughts on who will get traded and what kind of return will they get? The hot names obviously being Adams, Chris Paul, Gallo, and Schroeder. Which of those guys do you think gets traded and who stays? So I think that Gallo and Schroeder are most likely to be traded. I think that Chris Paul's contract makes him very difficult to trade, even if he plays out of his mind. It's just a team is thinking long-term. It just doesn't make sense to take on that contract, I think. And a shorter contract than what we had with Russ. And I think that he contributes a lot on and off the court, especially after I talked to Darius Baisley and really got an insight into, you know, how, how much of a mentor Chris Paul is for the young players on our team. You're so name dropping right now. <laughs> yeah, this was one time <laughs> I hung out with Darius Baisley and it was probably one of our best friends now. Um, but anyway, it's not it's not a big deal. Um, anyway, so, um, he's like such an, Chris Paul is a really important asset I think to have on our team. And so if we can't trade him, I don't think that that is, you know, dead weight or a waste or anything like that. Um, I think that for Schroeder, I don't think his trade value could ever be higher than it is right now. So if Presti is thinking about trading him, this, this is the time. And he's really, I think he's like past five games or something like that. He's scored 17 or more points off the bench and he's just been really important member to the team so far. So I think that there's a market for Dennis Schroeder. I know that the Timberwolves are looking for a new point, a new point guard. They might be interested in Schroeder. And then I think for Gallo, he's just, he has the highest inherent trade value already, even coming into the Thunder from the Clippers. He's probably the most valuable asset that we got besides SGA. And of course, we're not going to trade SGA. So that just makes sense in terms of getting return for us to trade Gallo, even though, you know, if he had been on the Thunder when we had Paul George and Russ, think of where we could have been, man. Uh, He's a reliable three-shooter. Like what we've always needed as a team. He's exactly what that team needed. He's yeah. He he's what Melo was supposed to be. Like in Thunder's fans' fantasies, yeah. <laughs> Gallo is what Melo should have been. And if he would have been that player, they really who knows what could have happened those years. Um okay, so last question for you. If you could have one Christmas present from the Thunder this season, it could be anything, what would that present be? Well, I guess these kind of go hand in hand. So my wish for the Thunder is for our young players. And so I'm not going to include SGA in this because he's already, you know, like on the path to being a star and whatnot. But for players like Ferguson, Baisley, um, for them to really come into their own and become reliable players that we can count on 
and that makes me feel more comfortable about the Thunder's future if I know that those players are people that we can rely on. And I'm including Terrence Ferguson in it, but this is really about Darius Baisley, let's be honest. I just really want him to thrive, and I just – I just, I just want to be even more proud of him than I already am. So, <laughs> no, I, I, that's a great answer though, because like you said, SGA, he's a core building block. We know that he's the potential face, or he's the future face of the franchise. But there's really, it's a really big deal for the Thunder as far as what Baisley, Diallo, and to a lesser extent Ferguson become. I think Ferguson, we kind of already know what he is, and it's, it's a nice role player, but I don't know if he's if he's a building block or not moving forward, but Diallo could be, and Baisley could be, there's a lot of potential there. And I think the more young players that are on these rookie contracts that the Thunder have control of, they can't run away to LA or New York. The more guys like that, that we have, that'll be positive players moving forward. That's huge for the franchise. And of course you're going to add to those with the future first round draft picks and all those things but it's all about the young players and that's why you're collecting all these first round draft picks. And that's why you talk about trading a Gallo or a Schroeder for guys on the rookie contracts. And, and it's more about the future now than the present. Can I ask for a second present? So yeah. my birthday is in January. So this can be my, my birthday <laughs> present, but <laughs> my second present that I want, of course I want the Thunder to, to get their picks and build a future and all that kind of stuff. But my second present that I really, really want, is for Andre Robertson to come back this season, to just make an appearance, to just return to the court, and to yes. just silence all the haters who are in my mentions always, who do not have the same faith in him that I do. And I just, I would just love to see him back on the court for his sake and just so he can, I don't know, I just really, really want to see him back, even if he doesn't stay with the Thunder long term or even if he's not, you know, the same exact same player that he was before. I would just really like to see him back in the NBA. I will completely co-sign on all of that. He is he is the most down to earth, <laughs> sweetest, most humble guy. And he deserves, you know, before his injury, you know, he was finally garnering all that nationwide respect. There was talk of defensive player of the year. And, you know, it's kind of like he was finally getting validated. Thunder fans knew for a long time, but from a nationwide right. perspective, for so long, all people knew were that he couldn't shoot and he got ragged on all the time for it. But then his impact is finally starting to be known. And then he gets hurt and then he hasn't, he doesn't come back the next year or the next year. I just feel for the guy. So, so Santa Presti, if you're out there, from Olivia and I both, we would love to see Andre Robertson back on the court again, whether it be for the Thunder or, God forbid, another team even just for Andre's sake. I want to see yes. that guy back on the court again. Good presence. Good, <laughs> Thank good, you. Good choices. Good I choices. That. <laughs> All right. So, Olivia, stick around because coming up next – we're going to play some fun and games. You're going to go head-to-head with our producer, Rachel Jamison, and it's going to be you versus her in the uh, Thunderbolts lightning round uh, for a chance to win absolutely nothing except for bragging rights. Are you ready? Yeah, but are you sure you want to risk it? Because I already have so many bragging rights over you. If I get more bragging rights, I don't know what I'll do. I just <laughs> it might go straight to my head. <laughs> 
<laughs> for those of you that don't know, you should go to dailythunder.com and read our Fresh Prince uh, feature piece about who the Fresh Prince of OKC is. It was determined already that Darius Faisley is the one true Fresh Prince of OKC, as I argued. And not only was I right, but Brandon got absolutely just devastated by SGA, who was like, I didn't even write that caption on that Instagram. I don't really care. Darius can be the Fresh Prince of OKC. And it was was everything I hoped for and more. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to admit that it was a little deflating to stand (laughs) face-to-face to to Shay and ask, like, okay, so are you the Fresh Prince or is it Baisley? I've got your back, bro. I've been writing all these articles. I've I've been defending your honor. You're the Fresh Prince. He's like, eh, Baisley can have it. It's good. (laughs) Yeah, it was perfect. But I'm looking forward to these games. Let's do it. Stick around. Olivia Punchall versus Rachel Jamison coming right up. It is now time for Lightning Bolts Trivia. This is going to be a speed round of trivia. It's going to be Thunder Trivia slash Pulp Culture Trivia. Rachel Jamison, our Daily Thunder podcast producer versus Olivia Punchall. Daily Thunder, senior writer for bragging rights. Whoever scores the most points, I'm going to keep track. And at the end, we'll find out who the winner is. You girls ready to go? Let's do it. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. All right, Rachel, you're up first. Question number one, spell Shea Gilgis Alexander. Oh, no. S-H-A-I-G-I-L-G-E-O-U-S-A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. Oh, man. I am sorry. You're wrong. No. You forgot the dash. <laughs> what? I, <laughs> I, put, I put in my notes, if she doesn't include the dash, she gets it wrong. You actually spelled the name right, but you forgot the dash. No, not cool, Brandon. <laughs> Olivia seems to be enjoying it, though. You were gonna make it easier for Olivia to lose this time. I know I'm going against my one rule I made, <laughs> which was to screw Olivia over. Okay, Olivia, Mello versus Adams post game swears. Who did it better? And you have to imitate the winner. Okay, it was definitely Mello because he said a way worse swear word than Steve Adams did. And it was when Westbrook poured water on him. He said, uh, am I allowed to say that on the podcast? Uh, Rachel will beep out what needs to be beeped out. Okay. <laughs> so Westbrook pours water on him and he says, ah, mother shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly right. Yes. That is a point for Olivia. Nicely she earned done. it too. She did. She really, she really put that out. I was, I was impressed. I, I thought she might back down. No, she went for it. Rachel, the Thunder play the Clippers this Sunday in Oklahoma City. What is Paul George's parents' names, both father and mother? What are their names? Mr. and Mrs. George. No, George. <laughs> Wait, so their first names are Mr. and Mrs. George? So, so hold on, hold on. So their full names would then be Mr. and Mrs. George George? Yes, correct. <laughs> You're so wrong. Olivia, do you know the answer to this? Yeah, isn't it like Paul and Paulette George or something like that? Yes! <laughs> so, so their whole family's names are Paul, Paulette, and Paul. Yeah. 
<laughs> Olivia, I'm sorry, you only get a point for stealing it though, just because. Fan who got banned from jazz games is now suing Russell Westbrook and the Utah Jazz. I want you to pretend you're the judge on the case. Please give me your final verdict and reasoning. Okay, my verdict is that the Utah Jazz fan is an idiot, one, because there were so many witnesses around him who backed up what Russell Westbrook said. And I don't know in what world you thought you could come for Russell Westbrook and actually win. So sorry about it. You've got no case. That is a point for Olivia. All I said was, I'm looking at my notes word for word. I said, as long as she calls him an idiot and cuts down the jazz fan. And you did. So you actually called him an idiot. Point for Olivia. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, what NBA player was recently revealed as thingamajig on The Masked Singer? Oh, no. I don't know. I have no idea. I've never watched that show. You're killing me, Smalls. Olivia, do you know this one? Is it former Thunder player? Right. I didn't. I didn't say that, but yes, it is. I, I think was it Victor Oladipo? Of course, there's one singer, Rachel, and this is a Thunder show. <laughs> he was so the- good. He's so good. Yeah, if you're gonna pick one NBA player of all time to be a singer, who's it gonna be? And he's not playing right now. He's got time. Yeah, it's true. Rachel, come on! You're killing me. She's up. She's up two to nothing. Olivia. Netflix's The Irishman is the front runner for the Best Picture Oscar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to name movies from the two stars, and you tell me if it's a Robert De Niro or Al Pacino film. Scarface. Al Pacino. Good. Taxi Driver. Robert De Niro. Yes. Raging Bull. Robert De Niro. <laughs> yes. Glengarry Glenn Ross. Al Pacino. Yes. Dog Day Afternoon. Al Pacino. You're killing it. You only three more to go. Cape Fear. Robert De Niro. Oh my gosh. Yes. Donnie Brasco. Robert De Niro. Ah, oh, you're so close. You're so close. No, that one is Al Pacino and Johnny Depp. You should watch it. It's amazing. Last one, The Godfather Part Two. Oh man, I'm gonna get roasted if I get this wrong. Yes, you are. Al Pacino. Trick question. They're both in The Godfather Two. I'm like number roasted for this too, but I have not seen The Godfather. I actually have not seen any of the movies that you just listed. Not a single one of them. Are you serious? Well, I've got bad news for you. I was actually going to give you one point if you got most of them right and two points if you got all of them right. So I was about to give you one point, but you admitting that you haven't seen any of those movies, I'm taking that point away. You get zero points. All right, this will be my my, uh, off-season homework. I need to get up on the movies. Rachel, Mary, Date, or Kill, Jumanji edition. Jack Black, The Rock, and Kevin Hart. Ooh, well, I'm going to marry Jack Black. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Just to marry, yeah, hundred percent. Marry the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna date the Rock, okay. and I'm gonna kill Kevin Hart. Wow! Well, I am shot. I-, I love Jack Black. I'm just gonna go on record and tell you that I love Jack Black, and I think he's great husband material. But the Rock is a choice. Yeah. Uh, honestly, you're getting the point just because I love Jack Black, and my only thing was kill Kevin Hart. Not that I have anything against <laughs> Kevin Hart, but I love Jack Black and The Rock. So as long as you married or dated those guys in any order and killed Kevin Hart, we were good. So you get the point. Olivia, <laughs> marry, date, or kill, movie edition. 
Okay. Okay. Hold on. Let me explain this. This is current movies like that are out right now that are popular. Kylo Ren from Star Wars, Mr. Uh-huh. Rogers, and Olaf the Snowman. Okay, I'm gonna marry Mr. Rogers. Okay, that would take care of you and put your shoes out for you in the morning and pick out your outfits, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm a date Olaf the Snowman because he's funny, and then I'm going to kill Kylo Ren because he's the bad guy. That is exactly what I had in here. That's that's exactly right, Rachel. Finish the lyrics. He led them down the streets of town, right to the traffic cop, and he only paused a moment when he heard them holler, "Stop!" Yes, yes, exactly right. You actually got the word "holler" right. I was worried that "holler" would trip you up. Olivia, finish the lyrics. Oh, you know, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid, Prancer, and wait, will you repeat what you said? <laughs> <laughs> you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. Comet and Cupid and Dasher. Nothing rhymes with Vixen, though. <laughs> Blitzen does. I'm sorry. Well, my favorite part, though, is not that you that you forgot Blitzen. It's that the first time you repeated Prancer and the second time you repeated Dasher. <laughs> I don't know, man. That was hard. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, last question. What is George Bailey's daughter's name? It's a Wonderful Life is what we're talking about. Oh, no. I don't know. You know I don't know that. You disappoint me so much. Zuzu, come on. Olivia, Home Alone question. What is Kevin McAllister's older brother's name? In the movie? Yes. <laughs> Henry? Just, what? I just picked a generic white person name. <laughs> My favorite part, though, is that you asked in the movie, as opposed to the the real-life Kevin McAllister. Yeah, now I realize that was dumb. (laughs) It is Buzz. That is so disappointing that you didn't know Buzz's name. I'm actually going to take a point away from you for not knowing Buzz. I'm sorry. These girls are so unfair. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I should have got a point for spelling shit goes Alexander. That was... You should have challenged that. You should have coached his challenge. I do have questions about this uh, point system. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. All right. So the final score is actually after I negotiated the different point system. Um, It's actually two to two. Unfortunately, it breaks my heart to say it. I'm going to have to give the tiebreaker to Olivia because I probably screwed her over the most in the point system rather than Rachel. So Being completely fair, I'm going to have to give the title to Olivia. Congratulations. You win the lightning bolts round. Congratulations. Anything you'd like to say? Any shout outs you'd like to give? No, just head to dailythunder.com. We always love good features and good articles from all of our writers and enjoy. That's all. Nicely done. Thank you so much, Olivia, for being on the show this week. And uh, be sure to keep listening because we will have giveaways We will have some incredible guests coming up on the show. Uh, I will give one spoiler alert. The one I'm most excited about right now is because I don't believe he's ever done a Thunder podcast. We're going to have Mayor Holt on the uh, show a little bit later next month. So thank you for listening to the Daily Thunder podcast. Thank you so much for listening and supporting Daily Thunder. If you leave us a review in Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. And you can follow our guest, Tyler Parker, at underscore TK Parker. 
and Olivia Punchall at Olivia Punchall. Good luck spelling that name. And you can follow me at Brandon Rabar as I cover the Thunder Beat in person. This podcast is produced by Rachel Jamison. Don't follow her at Rach Jamison. Send your questions and feedback to dailythunder at gmail.com and stay on dailythunder.com every day to catch the latest Thunder news, recaps, analysis, interviews, and a bunch of nonsense. We'll see you next week. Well, bye.